0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. This is Polly, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well do good and be happy. And today, we're going to talk about something that keeps coming up in my life. In fact, in the last 24 hours, I've had three different discussions around this topic with three separate people from my personal and professional life, really different backgrounds, really different experiences during the quarantine, and yet we've all landed in a similar space. And psychologists now have a name for it. It's called re-entry anxiety. (laughs) We come up with a label for everything, right? But it makes sense. We've had this big life experience with the pandemic. And now slowly, as things shift into a lower baseline, different changes are happening in the world again. Things are reopening a little bit. People are beginning to connect in different ways a little closer, meeting in restaurants, doing other things, right? The world is shifting back. Now, it won't be the same as the one pre-pandemic. Of course not. We're all different people now. We bring a different energy. We know different things. But as we become more social again, I'm having some anxiety about that. Now, I kept in touch with my closest friends and family via Zoom. During the pandemic, during the quarantine lockdown phase here in Oregon. And that worked for me, right? I'm an introvert anyhow. I worked at home anyhow. So the biggest change for me was living my life with everybody else in my office space and and my child remote schooling and and those things. And certainly there was grief and loss. I missed my family. I missed my routine. But I'm feeling anxious about going back. I like my quiet. Nest. I'm more deliberate in what I do. I, I was free of anxiety that came from driving through traffic and managing those errands. And so some of those things I'm not going to return to. I'm not going to go grocery shopping. I, I'm going to have those delivered. And I'm figuring out a way to do my other errands. But a lot of stuff, like catching up with doctor's appointments now for myself and, and my daughter and uh, graduation parties and invitations with friends who I have missed to have dinner at restaurants, those are coming back into play. And even though I've done a couple of those things, not very many, I'm, I'm going really slow, They, even though I've wanted to do those things, they've each come with a little anxiety. I was talking to a, a bookstore publicist today on a promotion I was doing, And he was experiencing the same thing. And I I talked to a friend who was visiting on my back deck last night, and she was experiencing the same thing. And so today, when I got the message again, when I was doing my research and study, and I came up against a study that was published by the National Science Foundation, psychologist and psychology professor Sherry Steinman found in her research that we became habituated, to the quarantine. And I felt this happening, right? When when my daughter's school was first called off, and I was in the midst of work changes, and my husband was working from home, there was a big bump, a big lurch, as I figured out how to manage all these different pieces. And then I did, just like all of you, right? And then there was a period of settling. I became comfortable. I didn't necessarily like all of it. But Whether we liked it or not didn't change the outcomes. We were still in this situation, and my family responded by staying pretty isolated. We did a lot of things by Zoom and limited our contact and wore masks and kept ourselves safe so that we could keep our families and our communities safe. So it became a real quiet world. In the beginning, it was a hard adjustment, and then we settled into it, and it actually, Became enjoyable. I had more time with my daughter and my husband. I had more time to be quiet, to do my work, to think about the things I wanted to write and create. And the psychologist Steinman says, I'm not alone. What she found in her research is that we got used to the COVID and we got used to quarantining and it became our new normal. So we experienced a decrease in anxiety and stress over the time of it. Again, we may not have liked it, but that was irrelevant. We learned to manage it. When we are repeatedly exposed to anxiety-producing stimulus, she said, we adapt, we get used to it. But here's the thing. We've never had to re-enter after a pandemic, right? We've never had the world so closed and then have it open up again to such a degree we're not used to that. We're not in the habit of doing that reentry, And that is causing a lot of stress for people. About 50% of Americans, in particular, researchers have found, are dealing with higher rates of anxiety now than ever before. And I have felt like this. I was telling my friend just a few days ago, I, I just feel more anxious than I have probably the whole Time. What's my life going to look like now? What do I want to create with it now? It's like processing uh, through the different layers. You know, we all geared up and, and dealt with the, the tragedy and the difficulty and the fear. We learned how to deal with that. We settled into our comfort zone. We learned how to manage that. And now we have to adopt again over time. And I think for the first time this whole year, I'm just catching my breath. I just figured out we we managed this. We're getting through it, right? It's working. I'm vaccinated. People have done incredible work in our communities to keep people safe. We're getting through it. And it's almost like I'm playing back some of those harder times now that I didn't have time to deal with at the time. You know what I'm talking about? I imagine you're feeling it too. This isn't the only time it's going to happen in our life. Hopefully it's the only time we'll experience a pandemic, but we've had these ups and downs before where you go through a difficult time, maybe a cancer diagnosis or a big transition. You have a new baby or you get married. It doesn't have to be a, a negative situation that that prompts this kind of anxiety, right? We go through a major transition and we feel discombobulated and stressed out and it's difficult juggling and managing all these new details. And then we learn how to do it. We become skilled at doing the new thing and we settle into a comfort zone where there's a certain amount of peace and calm until the next transition, right? We're in that transition now. I remember when I was a a baby rider I just started my writing business and I, you know, was geared toward publishing articles in magazines and it was so hard to do. I had very little experience. I wasn't a great writer. I had a lot to learn and I was my sole provider. I was the only one paying the bills here. So I jumped from a stable job into my own business with very limited experience and I had to hustle to make it work. And I did. In the beginning, it was so stressful and exhilarating. But I remember hitting a time when I felt such peace and accomplishment and calm, because I wasn't worried how I was going to pay the bills for the first time that next month, right? It had been really up and down. And that was a good time too. But then... I hit some other points where I felt stuck. I landed in my comfort zone. And that got too comfortable after a while. I write about this in my newest book, You Recharge. And it's a passage on optimal discomfort. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Because this kind of anxiety, as we re-enter this next phase of our life, whatever that is for you, it can be from quarantine, or it can be after divorce, or after death, or a new job. I mean, we have transitions all the time. It can be difficult and it's going to produce some anxiety. Here's what I'm interested in. I don't want it to go unchecked. So if I'm going to be anxious about certain things, I don't want that anxiety to keep me from doing the things I need to do and I want to do, okay? It's okay to be scared. It's normal to be scared. And at the very same time that you feel that fear, can you get to a place where you tell yourself, oh, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but I can handle this. My daughter and I have talked about this as so she's slowly re-entering school. They're back two days a week now until summer. And she had all these nerves, and we talked about that, right? It's okay to be nervous. You're going to be nervous. Or you might panic before the math test or the job interview or the first day back in the office after a year of working at home. Whatever it is for you, we all have those triggers that cause us to feel uncomfortable, both in our thoughts, in our mind, and our bodies, right? It causes discomfort. It's then we have to become aware so that, We don't allow that discomfort to stop us from living life. That's when it becomes a problem, okay? And a couple of weeks ago, I talked about ways to relax and calm down. And and, uh, in a couple of weeks, I speak with author Brian Benson about transitions. But this is a real thing for us. So you don't need to feel silly or overreactive. This is normal. This fear of re-entry, this anxiety over re-entry. But today we're going to get into it a little bit and talk about some ways we can deal with it because it's when we start avoiding things that we think will cause us stress that we stop living our lives. And you Recharge is all about re-engaging with life in a way that is exhilarating and interesting and challenging because guess what? Humans are expansive people and we like to do that. We like to be challenged. In fact, passion develops when we are enthralled about learning something or doing something. And we step into flow when that passion, when we can't quite master it, right? If we could solve every problem, if we knew everything that was coming our way, if I could be the best writer on the planet tomorrow, after a while, that could kind of loses its luster. The thing that captivates me about writing or podcasting or anything I'm doing is the fact that there's so much to learn. I can always raise the level. I can always learn something more. So I'm competent, getting better, but it's a profession where there there will never be mastery. It's not that kind of a job, okay? We like those things. Research shows that that's where we get our energy from. So as we talk about re-entering in the world, or going through the transitions that we face in our life. First of all, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel the fear. It's okay to notice it. Say it out loud. It's normal. It's human. And what we're facing now is something none of us have developed the skills yet to deal with. That's okay. We'll get better at it, just like anything else, right? When I was a new mom, I remember thinking... What the heck am I doing? I I have no idea how to deal with this baby or a kid or in, in every stage of life with her. Now she's a teenage girl, right? Now she's my teenage daughter. And darn right, I don't know what I'm doing here. But I trust myself to step into the moment and feel that discomfort and then work through it and remain present to see what she's showing up with, to see how we can interact together. Trust yourself that you can be uncomfortable and learn as you go. That can be good enough. The other thing, and you've heard me say this before, is um, I, I really love personal counseling or therapy. Uh, I've I've worked with therapists throughout my life at different times. i it's <laughs> it's fun for me. I always learn something that is not only helpful but helps me think about my life in a different way. So if you're feeling anxiety or depression that you think is is keeping you from the life you want to live, or has uh, bordered into a clinical situation there's no shame in that that's real life for many of us many of us have felt that and uh, there's help out there it's highly treatable. Go talk to a personal therapist or counselor and and get the help you need I've done it before I will do it again I'm a big fan of talking to people that can help me through the more difficult moments of life okay don't be afraid to do that. The other way to think about this is research has showed us that the way we think about stress and anxiety influences how we experience it. So if we see stress as part of the human condition, if we just say, oh yeah, I feel a little stressed about this errand I've got to run or this party I've got to go to that I haven't been to in a year or people I'm going to see that I haven't seen in a year. If we acknowledge that stress and see it as part of the process, anybody would be nervous in this situation, it's okay, it's just part of being human, then the stress doesn't hit us as hard. It becomes easier to manage and takes less of a physical toll. It take, it causes less damage to our body because we're processing the stress in a way that is equivalent to having a human experience if we somehow find it wrong that we're feeling the stress oh it's so stupid that I'm stressed out about this oh it's dumb I'm anxious about this. or the stress is really ramping up there's no way I can deal with this then it becomes a greater liability so how we think about these stressful situations in our life go a long way to how we deal with them so be careful about the messages you talk about stress if you're feeling anxious if you're feeling stressed about individual situations as we re-enter no You're like most of the rest of us, right? It's a normal experience of being human, and it's certainly manageable. Now, too much discomfort pushes us into overwhelm, right? Too little makes us feel like our life is routine and uh, boring (laughs) the just right amount, of discomfort is the kind that sparks curiosity and interest it motivates us to explore and learn and try new things and reach out for help and connect with others and as we do those things we get better at managing the discomfort now this is called optimal discomfort and this is what I write about in You Recharge I'm a big believer in this and actually the book came out of that moment for me where I looked around at my life and realized everything was feeling a little dull and boring and yet I have had everything I wanted Right? I had just become complacent. And humans do not like to be that. We are expansive. We want to create and do new things. So when you are feeling discomfort, evaluate it. Is it just the right amount, or are you overwhelmed by it? If you're overwhelmed by it, you need to take a step back, seek professional help, work your way through it. Take it slow, dip a toe in, right? We don't have to dive in the deep end of the pool you can go to one little party or go to the office one day of the week, hopefully, people are being flexible with that, and, and reintegrate slowly. But if we're at a place where we're ready to expand our lives and our business, then that discomfort is a sign that we're reengaging again. So how do we move from this place of status quo into discomfort that is actually productive? One thing is unpack your excuses. I was talking about this last night because it's really convenient to say, well, I need to be home for my family, or I need to do this. Listen, if I don't wanna go somewhere or if I'm not ready for that yet, I just need to say no. It's okay not to have an excuse. You don't have to rationalize. It doesn't have to make sense or mean anything to anyone but you. It's not about anyone else. You don't have to be unkind. You can RSVP. You can say, hey, I'm not up to this yet, or no, I won't be there tonight you don't have to feel guilty for doing that. No yes, buts, right? Say no to the things that aren't a good fit for you and stop making excuses about the things you do or do not do. I have been an excuse queen and I've really had to, to come to terms with this. When I was feeling so bored and, and drab in my work, I was making a lot of yes, but excuses, you know, I'd like to start a podcast. Yes, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'd like to write a book. Yes, but I don't have time to write a book. All these yes, buts. Finally, I recognized that I was just uncomfortable. I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't know how to start a podcast. And I was making excuses to keep me from going forward. When I finally understood that, I dipped my toe into the podcast world. And here we are halfway through our third year. And it's been awesome for me. I've learned a lot, I've connected with a lot of people, it's been a total joy. So unpack your excuses. Go forget enough, dipping your toe back in through this transition, whatever that is for you, doesn't have to be perfect or big or powerful. You can go to a small dinner at an or- outdoor restaurant. You don't have to walk in, you know, to 20 people sitting inside somewhere if you're not comfortable with that. Go slow and pay attention right? We are the experts of the things that make us feel good and it's okay. Don't let your discomfort stop you from engaging in the world, but take it at a pace that feels healthy and interesting and exciting and fun instead of one that feels overwhelmed. Go gradually. You don't have to go for perfect. Perfect has never been the goal. Perfect is boring anyhow. It's the process and the connection that matters most. So go for good enough. Also take small actions toward the things you care about, the things you're curious about, right? There is a a friend, well, all of my friends, but there's one person I used to have regular dinners with and we couldn't do that. And I just missed that familiarity with her, that connection with her. I wanted to to be in that space with her and that felt right. Other people and other work I'm not returning to or I'm returning to it in a different way because they also require something different from me and I require something different from them. It's not a one size fits all type of thing. Evaluate the jobs you're doing, the chores around the house you're doing, the fun you're having, the people you're connecting with and Take small steps toward those things that matter most, and that's not everything. What I've learned is that is not everything, and that's okay, it's okay. Life has changed, and it changes all the time. This is just very obvious and very clear. So now, as we talk about our re-entry, make sure you're (laughs) re-entering the things you wanna be a part of. Not everything. It's not all or nothing. You don't have to add the people or things or places or jobs back on the list that were depleting before. Be deliberate in what you add into your life now and how you reenter the world. And maybe by doing it this way, we can support each other through this reentry anxiety that more than half of us are experiencing and be patient and loving with one another, as we go through this next transition, which sure feels a lot more fun and interesting than the last one, but life is filled with these. We're gonna go through all kinds of them. So it's great to know that optimal discomfort is actually invigorating and revitalizing, and it's a way to reengage with life. So find the place that fuels you, be patient with yourself, and let's get going. Let's see what this next phase looks like. If you want to learn more about optimal discomfort, you can find a whole chapter on it in my book, You Recharge. And I talk about how other ways that I deal with that as well, because it's a theme that comes up in my life all the time. And uh, I think it's a pretty common scenario. And also for our Simply Start segment today, if you want to start thinking about this, write down one thing that you're curious about. One thing you've always wanted to do. Put that on your list and take one tiny step toward it today. Maybe look up the class list or make a reservation or call somebody with more experience in the area than you have and dip your toe in. Start reentering into your life in a way that feels creative and expansive and it might be uncomfortable but just enough to keep you going and excited. If you want to learn more about this, check out You Recharge or track me down on my website. You can find me at www.pollycampbell.com. Join my Facebook community at Campbell Author and, you know, Twitter, blah, 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 Instagram. I'm doing the I'm doing the do as best I can. I'm still learning. I mean, some of this is still hard for me. That's another form of optimal discomfort, right? I do what I can do on social media. I'm just learning as I go. Not learning, that expansion, that curiosity. That helps us deal with the anxiety that comes of these transitions because it gets us involved and busy in doing things that matter to us and reconnecting with those things. So be patient with yourself. We're all here together. We're all going through this together and we'll do it each in our own ways. So be patient with others too. But having some degree of discomfort is not a bad thing. It's a motivating thing. Find what moves you, what drives you, even though it feels a little edgy. And I think you'll discover what I found, which is optimal discomfort is another way we can all live well, do good, and be happy.